1: Hockey! Yeah. Yeah. My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. Welcome into a one-timer edition of Judd's Hockey Show. We are recording this on Friday afternoon. Uh, Zolgad and Declan Goff, Wild, played another preseason game last night in Colorado. They lose 6-4, to four, really don't care about the score, not here to focus on the results. But we are here to talk about what we saw because as Dex informed me, the Wild was kind enough to pick up some type of feed out of Colorado. It might have been the scoreboard feed. It, yeah,
0: it was definitely the scoreboard. Feed.
1: It was actually pretty good, yeah, and put bad. that and put that with um, the play-by-play of Joe O'Donnell and commentary of Tom Reed, and so we got a chance, our first chance to get a look at the Wild. They play three home games next week, um, and Dex, I'd like to start with two things. The first thing I'd like to start with is. And I didn't see the Saturday game against St. Louis, but I guess Jordan Greenway, who was sick last night, so he didn't play, didn't play well, and the veterans didn't play well. And uh Dean Evison did not mince words about that. I felt like last night the veterans that we got to look at were solid. No surprise that included, and I'm sure he spearheaded this, Marcus Folino, who's not gonna who has no time for your crap. Nope. If you're not gonna try hard, you're not, you are not going to be in the good graces of the wild captain. I mean alternate captain. And uh, the second thing is the the play, the continuing ability to score goals of uh, Beckman, who is a winger who entered camp with really no chance to make this team. And I, I don't know if he's going to make it or not, but now he's definitely positioned himself to have a chance to make this team. So off of those two things, where would you like to go?
0: Start with Beckman, man. I think that's the, uh, that, that, that's the fun and hot button one. And now that Judd, also, uh, we have hockey on uh, new rights holders. We have ESPN. We have TNT. I think it's only fitting that because we play NFL Films Bed on Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily that we get the right bed here. So we we'll we'll, we'll get a little bed like here it. in our one time. This will be a one timer. I sort of like staple. it. Staple. I kind of like it too. Uh, although Do You like it? I don't mind it.
1: It's very it's sort of close I think to what ESPN is going to I'm sure bring back their old song, but I like that one too.
0: Yeah, no, uh, I like this. We might get a copyright infringement. We'll figure out on YouTube pretty quickly if uh, oh, this is copyright. Oh, I, but, I don't want to get us in trouble. But, uh, well, I don't well, want to get it, us in it, trouble. Hey, this is what preseason's all about. Just like that TNT broadcast, <laughs> this is working out the kinks, okay? We're doing the same thing on Judd's Sox. Let's start with Beckman, man. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, last episode, you and I were talking uh, about the prospects, mostly Rossi and Boldy, because those are your top two prospects and the ones that a lot of Wild fans have been uh, talking about for basically the last year and a half or so. Well, we kind of forgot about Adam Beckman, and he's a damn good player. And it looks like he got a good opportunity last night playing on the top line with Joel Eriksson-Eck and Matt Zuccarello. I have another Zuccarello take that I would like to get into later. Uh, but Beckman delivers another goal, his third of the preseason. Um, I told you last on the last episode, I think it's more likely he doesn't make this team, goes down to Iowa, plays top line minutes, tears it up, maybe is able to find a spot. If an injury or something, just he earns a promotion naturally when he cracks the wild roster eventually. But, hey, he's making a presence. I mean, you're noticeable in a good way. Boldy and Rossi were the ones we were looking at, and we're still figuring out how they honestly make the team and where they slide in. But all of a sudden, Adam Beckman has positioned himself to potentially make this team, Judd. I mean, no one saw it coming, and he's having a hell of a camp.
1: I like the fact that he is um, not just a goal scorer and not just confident, but he carries himself like he's been around for a while. He doesn't look like he doesn't belong. He looks like he belongs completely. And I think he's got the skill to pull that off. So it's not just like an act. And yeah, I, I love the fact, and I'm sure Bill Guerin and, and Evison are thrilled by this. I love the fact that these, that a few of these kids are pushing people. Yep. It is exactly what a franchise that for how long, Hey, these spots are all taken kid. Sorry, no dice. And look, the other thing, too, and where, where a kid like Beckman gets empowered, and this is so smart, is when Felino continually says, you know, the previous guys were great, I loved them, and then t- turns around and says, and now we're going to empower the kids. And that's what they're doing. Like, there's nobody who is going to feel like they don't belong, which which I'm not saying it's all, uh, it's all niceties, and I'm not saying it's all pats on the back, but what it is is it's creating opportunity for guys to thrive. And, Declan, for how long did we lack that with this team? Right. Where where decisions were made and where certain guys ran things and where you didn't speak up because the room operates this way and Koivu is surly and Suter is suits and Parisi, you know. But what Marcus Foligno has done a marvelous job of articulating, and I think behind the scenes, I'm sure it's encouraged by Spurgeon as well, and certainly the team, is they are giving a guy like Adam Beckman when he thrives, the opportunity to feel like this is a great thing, not like oh my god, you might take somebody's job. Right. And if they, and if you feel that way, and you're on this team now, I think you're going to get weeded out, where previously you sort of thrived. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I, I love the fact that it doesn't feel like guys are just here because well, we got to fill things out. It feels like guys who are here and and being productive are actually getting legitimate opportunities. And I will flat out say I did not feel that way about this team for a long time. And, in fact, in fact, if you go back five or six years, didn't it feel like like some of the established young players at that time were, like, on the outs? Yeah. They, like, you know, yes. there was a long time. Charlie Coyle it was like, does he really belong here? But, I mean, that's the feeling you got. And he did belong. So I love what they're cultivating right now.
0: I also think the Wild need these prospects to basically step in and be productive right away because they have to from a cap side. Um, if you can have Beckman, Rossi, Boldy all performing at a high level young at, at, at younger parts in their career, well, they're going to be cost-effective and the Wild need that type, again, need those kind of players from a cap perspective on, on their cap with those buyouts starting to linger. Um, to your point about the previous Ninos and Coils and Zuckers uh, coming up here, yeah, it did feel like they were on the outside looking in and I would love for all these guys to make the roster. It, it, it's kind of wild to me that Rossi and Boldy and Boldy played. He had an all right game last night. He took a kind of a boneheaded penalty in the first period. Um, but it was Beckman who, who showed who showed something. And now all of a sudden he's positioned himself potentially Judd to maybe make the roster over one of those two other players ahead of him, who we thought were locks to make this roster.
1: Hmm. Now, as far as Boldy's play goes last night, I think Dean was not really pleased with his first two periods but felt like in the third when the Abs actually came back and played well and won the game that Boldy played well. And I, I still think Boldy has a really good chance to make this team. Um, I'm still going to contend that Marco Rossi has a good chance. I'm not assuring it. Veteran defensive pairing-wise, one thing I really liked last night, and again, it's a preseason game. I, I get that. A guy like McKinnon didn't play for the Abs. But one thing I liked last night was Dmitry Kulikov and John Merrill, two veteran defensemen. And this team has some work to do as far as replacing defensemen. Those two, I thought, played very solid. John Merrill uh, showed preseason, so, you know, small sample size, meaningless game. John Merrill, who I believe played for the Canadians last year, and I saw him play, but I didn't really watch him. Sure. He showed some puck handling skill that I liked. Like he's got some hands uh Kulikov looks like he can be pretty damn steady so just as far as that third pairing goes it'll be very interesting to see if kalen addison can work his way into that mix i don't know if he does or not but i'd like the fact that Merrill and Kulikov look like they are prepared to play
0: yeah i, I noticed and tom reed touched on this too he thought Merrill and Kulikov played pretty dang well um Kaelin Addison, I think a lot of us thought when maybe the first, one of our first reactions when Suter got bought out was who steps in. And I think right, immediately we said, oh, Kaelin Addison, this will be his turn. You know, he, he had a cup of coffee last year, looked solid. Um, would be big shoes to fill. And now, I, Judd, I'm actually thinking, I don't think he makes this roster either. Um, I think You're he's right. also going to go to Iowa and be a top line, top, top pairing defenseman down there. Um, Marilyn Kulikoff, like if that's a good problem to have, that two veterans on the back end of that. I mean last year obviously it was Ian Cole uh kind of solidifying that as well. And I don't I would not want Calen Addison to be playing third pairing minutes and only getting 11, 12 minutes a night. His his ceiling is being a top four kind of guy. Um so I, I, I know a lot of fans like it's very easy to see these players like Beckman and Boldy and Rossi and Addison and you want all the young players to be to slide in and, and make this roster. Um right. unfortunately it's not really gonna work out like that. Uh, so, it, I'm fine with that. If Kaylin Addison doesn't make this team and he goes to to Iowa and thrives, and that's kind of where I'm at with Beckman too. Beckman making a more of a presence. And to be honest, this is a conversation with another one. But if you were able to find someone to, to have taken Victor Rask off your hands uh, this summer, and if you that that meant attaching a draft pick or attaching salary coming back, um, then I would say Beckman's almost a lock to make this team if Rask wasn't here.
1: So two two things. One, as far as the defensive pairings go, I think what you're going to see is between Kulikov, um, Merrill, and Jordy Ben. Yep. There's going to be some combination of 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 two of those guys. Yeah. Third pairing, and you're right, they won't play a ton, but when they play, they'll be veteran guys and solid. The Beckman thing that really intrigues me, Declan, and it's not for 2021, 22 necessarily, but where I get really intrigued by Beckman is. He looks like he has natural goal-scoring talent. Yeah, which is not easy to come by. Like not everybody has that. For the most part, everybody's fast now. Uh but his hands look like they could be special. I don't know that for sure yet. My long-winded point is this though. I wonder if he's an eventual part of the replacement for Fiala.
0: That's and because yeah. Kevin's
1: got that and and look, I just the more I watch this play out, I don't know with the salary cap and unless this team really changes the way it feels about him, I don't know if Kevin has a long-term future here. And I guess my one response would be, okay, if he doesn't, where are you going to get his goals from? And Beckman looks like he's got some goal-scoring touch to him.
0: Well, and that's what I told you on Wednesday. I think in the long run, this is exactly what they're probably thinking um, and why they didn't extend Kevin Fiala, uh, because they see maybe Beckman and Boldy as two guys who can potentially replace him. Now, I think... It again, humongous calculated gamble to assume natural goal scores that you can just plug and replace, especially young guys. You, you either have that or you don't, um, and right. it's and it's and it's such a dangerous assumption to assume that two twenty year old kids, even a guy like Beckman who scored. I mean, what quick math? You're almost uh, eighty five goals in in the WHL and had, and played pretty dang well also in the AHL in nine games last year too. I think the kid has scoring ability, and, you, and we've obviously seen that uh, in the preseason. To Fiala's point though, last night. That Zuccarello pass against the board, which is an insanely talented pass by Zuccarello, that sets up Fiala, he rips it from the top because he's that kind of goal scorer. That's where it's like, well, if you put Fiala with legitimate playmakers like Matt Zuccarello, who clearly, I think, is poised to finally be back after that weird arm surgery, and he had an up-and-down first year, and last year I think he was really solid when he came back. It looks like he's going to be the Zuccarello of old from the Rangers. If you put Fiala with someone like that, he's going to deliver. But obviously the contingency plan, I think, deep down, and Garen, even though he's our friend of the show, will never admit this, is these young guys are going to be the ones who probably replace Kevin Spiala down the line. I don't like that, but that is what, probably what they're thinking is.
1: It just seems like it might be an option. I'm not saying it's perfect, and I am i can't guarantee it works, but I'm with you. You either have goal-scoring ability or you just are a guy. Uh, okay, on Mats. I believe he had three assists last night. His passing is elite. He remains, and and although uh, Kaprizov didn't play in the game against the Avs on Thursday night, it is uh, crystal clear that if if Eriksson pans out here, which I think he will, mm-hmm. being in between those two, that this could be a fantastic line. And let me throw this Matt's um, idea at, at you as well as far as something that could crystallize and become really, really productive. Um, the Fiala on the power play with those guys. Yes. Uh, because Zucker, I, you know, I mean, Kevin's going, Kevin can find as, as we saw, um, open spaces, quiet spaces to go to. Zuccarello a master at finding guys in th- those spaces. He, he is, as we discussed, I, I think it was on the last show we did. He's a pseudo center. um, so the one place where I think Zuccarello and Fiella and caprisov and I could go down the whole line, um, where they can be special is, I think the power play, there's no reason why the power play, if those three are on it, shouldn't click immediately, where last season it took a lot of time. I think the Wild was last or second to last for a good part of the first half of the season yeah. in power play.
0: Yeah, the power play is always interesting. Um, I'm never going to be someone who plays X's and O's and who's on the half wall and who's on the point and Who's the big buy? Uh, I mean, Ryan Hartman. For God's sakes, show. you know.
1: Judge hockey Show. Go ahead and play X's and O's.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I don't have the brain to. I do a lot of brain power to do a lot of things on this show, and I'm definitely not going to stoop there. I'm He's not going to the stoop there. Guy. Come um, on, man. But but at the same time, if 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 you can get Fiala going you, and you put the best units out there, that's going to be a damn good thing. I mean, th- that's that's what I want from Fiala every night. I want a playmaker alongside of him because he can't carry a line by himself. He just simply no. can't. Um, no. And and if Zuccarello, who clearly is probably the most naturally not named Kaprizov, uh the best playmaker on this team, and by the mm-hmm. way, I don't know if you noticed, your guy Tommy Reed also I think stole a Judd Zolgad opinion. He said, "Who does Kaprizov remind you of?" Joel Donald asked him. He said, "Patrick Kane." So yeah, uh, I think I think me. there might be a uh, a Judd Hockey Show you know fan what? there too. Tommy, and Tommy Reed, Tommy
1: is more than welcome anytime. He's got a great pub. He's a great guy. He's great a Great pub. North Star. Tommy Reed, more than welcome to borrow from the <laughs> Zolgad bag of tricks. Uh uh Yeah. Um, so, two more things but before we wrap up this uh, one-timer Judd's Hockey Show. First of all, brace yourself, Declan. I, I watched uh, parts of both of the TNT games yeah. last night, which I'd like to talk about quickly before we get out here. And I watched the entire Wild Game on YouTube. The cross-checking crackdown yeah. is going to bring... It's going to grind games to a halt for a month or two for sure. Yep. Like, we already... And it feels like there's just an emphasis on calling things across the board, uh, which I think they try and do in preseason games to get guys used to it. But brace yourself for cross-checking, for every cross-check to be called for a while.
0: Yeah, and the NHL does this every year, man. I mean, a couple years ago it was face-offs. Uh, year before that it was stick infringements. You know, like it, it, they always find something that they're going to put an emphasis on. And sports do this all the time too. The NFL always changes it up. When it, either it's PI or it's holding or, or taunting, they always will figure out something new to, emph- to emphasize on. Um, yep. The cross checking one's interesting just because of all the ones that happened in the postseason last year, and that's clearly played a big part into why they're coming down on it. Um, it it's going to slow down games, though. I mean, yesterday's, it was a preseason I, game, and that felt like it was a four hour affair. It felt like a college football game.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's going to slow down games, and, and it's going to grind things to a halt, and it's going to create more power play goals. I don't like the trade-off of, of the parade to the penalty box. And here's my biggest problem. If you had enforced the rule as it's written in the playoffs, we wouldn't be doing this. This is true. Like, like it's not like they invented the cross-check. Of, <laughs> oh, we got to penalize this. The rule's been on the books. Enforce it like it's supposed to be enforced, which means if I take two hands behind you and I go, boom, then I get a penalty. right? And if I don't, but now the problem is we're going to get every guy that moves the guy, right? Like, Correct. if you move him, it's going to be, for at least two months a penalty all right last thing Mm -hmm. your thoughts from what you caught in fact you just played the theme song and we are probably get a copyright infringement and we'll both be fired of course i'll turn the uh i'll point at you uh tnt's debut national hockey league they uh, they showed a doubleheader last night bruins and flyers in Mm -hmm. game one and then the kings and golden knights in game two your thoughts
0: uh, I caught a period and a half of the pens and flyers game, uh, man. And it. let me just say, by the way, as an executive producer, there is nothing worse than when technology isn't going your way and you literally have oh, yeah. no control over it. That's not you just you, you, I, you just have yeah. no control over it, and it stinks. And I know a lot of yep. people are like, these are professionals and this, this, and that. And I think Kenny it, made a comment or Torchup made a comment of, you know, like, oh, grab a screwdriver, gotta go out and help them. And to be honest, that's like, that's just demeaning to those guys. And like, I feel really bad and I, I empathize with yeah. production crew. Cause I know when, when that stuff isn't working, it sucks. Cause you just are so, you feel so helpless. Um, yep. in general though, I'm excited for this. Uh, you know, ESPN is going to be doing a show on ESPN two in the crete not in the crease. I forget what it is with Butcher Grass every day at two o'clock on ESPN two, um so you'll ha- hockey will have a front and center look on espn and a lot of people who just you know complain that espn never ha- talks about hockey espn never talks about hockey this is a step in our right direction um and i i'm excited for this partnership i think it's fun um so i i liked what i saw i want to see more i want to see what espn does more than tnt but in general um i thought it was a- 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 even without those kinks i'm just excited for this it's preseason get up get them out right now.
1: Yeah, so- TNT, if I'm not mistaken, is supposed to be the late night. So they, I think ESPN is going to show the earlier games, and TNT on nights that they do it, uh, they're going to have more of a West Coast feel, which obviously at times will involve the Wild as well. I've got some notes from last night. So in particular, TNT, which has been known, you know, for its great basketball coverage yeah. for years and years and years, and has certainly done some baseball on TBS. Uh, first of all, the score box. Bravo. I love it. It's clean. It's easy to read. It has it has information I need without trying to like be like our oh, graphics guy's the best. It's just a simple upper left-hand corner, right? I, I mean, I have been amazed, especially in this sport, how many times that's screwed up. When when versus, I think it was started and put it on yeah. the bottom of the screen. Oh, yeah. It's like you're covering the puck. <laughs> whole thing. What are you doing? You people are idiots. Right. You're covering the the bleeping puck. This is an easy to read functional scorebox it's not sexy but it's clean i love that second of all the announcing teams yeah you know at first i wasn't too excited that they kept uh kenny albert and Olcheck mm. together and now keith jones is in the old pierre Maguire or boucher between the benches role there but i i'm fine with it now. i like kenny uh, what i really like though is i like the fact and this guy used to be a big part of the espn coverage and i think he's good and he's fun Darren Pang was on a late-night game with, I think it's Brendan Burke, who is the voice of the Islanders, who I think is from northern Minnesota. But uh, Darren Pang, I like a lot. So I, I'm glad he he's back. He's been doing the Blues. He did the Coyotes uh, forever, but he never got involved, I don't think, heavily in what NBC did. So that's a nice addition. Um, third thing, the studio team. It's going to take some time. Yeah. I like what I like the fact that they're trying to copy the TNT formula. But I don't know if Rick Tockett's the right guy. Anson Carter's solid, and Liam McHugh gets Liam. what he's supposed to do. Yep. Yeah, he's he's good. But they're going after a formula that I really like. But you got to get the right people. Like Barkley's unbelievable. Kenny Smith plays his yes. role. Shaq fit in. Ernie Johnson is the probably the best studio host going. So the thing with that is when it comes to Tockett, I'm curious there. And and here's a quick idea, Dex. Here's one guy because the whole point of that show is to be irreverent, right? Like the whole point of the show is to be fun, yep. and have fun. I think I would push the envelope and go after a bar stool guy like Bistinet.
0: Well, no, b- Whit- b- Biz is part of the crew. Biz is supposed to be part of of I, believe, I would select games, but but okay, I'm but with I would you. have
1: him in the talking space. Yeah, no, bit like, b- yes, yes. He'd be great there. Yeah. Like the more the more biz, the better. Ray Whitney, right? Yeah, guys like that. Like those are the guys. Like I just don't know. Rick, Rick Tockett was a coach, and he sort of knew now, and that's a lot to bite off unless you're, unless you're, you know, Romo yeah. in football. So, yeah, I'm I'm glad to hear I didn't. Yeah, he's part. He's and shell TNT. He's part of perfect.
0: these. He's part of the studio analyst. Biznet that is. He's a okay. select few because he does. Um, coyotes games he's like their he was main like
1: coyote. he does like no he got booted from the booth i think he's just like a pre-post yeah. game guy now
0: yeah he was an analyst on with, with az but he should be a primary person for TNV. Biznet is is perfect for this that's Let exactly who he cut it need.
1: up and if he gets himself fired who cares yeah, I,
0: I love this nasty big fan
1: the last thing the last thing they did this is the only thing that drove me crazy i don't think wayne gretzky is going to be that great And they did nothing but talk about how Gretzky opening night was going to join them. Uh, I mean, it was like they were talking about Barkley uh, as far as, I mean, Wayne Gretzky is is the best player, I think, of my lifetime in that sport. But if I had to hear one more, well, it's debatable, but my point is if I had to hear one more time, you know, opening night Gretzky and Gretzky's doing this and Gretzky's going to do that. And don't overhype that. Gretzky could be in, I think, Joe Montana. And Joe Montana was a terrible, yeah. boring analyst.
0: No, I agree. I, I, I never assume to like Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is not a great he But I mean, they talked
1: know. about it. Dex, all I mean, every I studio show, they're like, "Oh, Gretzky, the great one's gonna." It's like what he did on the ice ain't gonna translate to. And and I would much, I would much rather have former bit players who rip guys and have fun, yep. than than the good <laughs> of the game. And we want the good. of the game, So anyway, Far. all right, uh, we'll be back probably what. Next week. Early next week. Yeah. We, we've got three home games, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Okay. The Wild is do, uh, is playing, I should say, preseason games at, at home. So we'll be back probably early in the week, and I'm my guess is twice during the course of the week. Okay. I like that. All right. Appreciate you watching. For my guy. Gabby. For the, those of you tuned in, very good. The miniature bobblehead. Marion Gabrick. Declan, do your thing.
0: Fast shoot score.